Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada, December the 27th at 10 a.m. So come on out here and join me. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Here we are, 10 a.m., Sunday, December the 27th. I hope everybody out there is having the best week and possible. As you know, here in Ontario, um, we are um, in the midst of a... Um, lockdown due to the spread of COVID-19. So we just have to make the best of that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, happen with, with lockdowns, obviously. Um, from the From the initial first lockdown last spring. Um, People, you know, that was, what, four months that uh, we were in a lockdown. Um, job losses, people, you know, getting into a situation where they're unable to pay their rent. Now, what we need to do here and during the second lockdown, people um, who are already, um, you know, facing eviction. These are backlogs from last spring. Now, tenants across the province of Ontario calling on landlords and province to step up and offer rent relief programs. Here across Ontario, we have um, the rent bank. You know, but these are funded by donations and by government for emergency use to people who have fallen behind on their rent and facing potentially um, being evicted from their home. Now, with the, with this lockdown and, and, and people who do not work in the essential services, you know, are still, um, you know, reeling from the first initial lockdown. 
Because when people start to go back to work, they weren't getting full-time hours. So, and at the beginning of the uh, initial um, lockdowns, you know, the, the Ontario government um, asked people, you know, to make arrangements with your landlords, um, pay as much rent as you possibly can. They put a rent freeze on. You know, they uh, stopped all evictions from taking place last spring. But, you know, these ones are the backlog cases. that are going through the landlord's tenant board. Now I came across this article yesterday. And um, this one here, this is from the Canadian press that people are being shown no mercy. These online evictions raise alarm in Ontario. Tenants after tenants addressed a virtual meeting describing how COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on their lives and finances over the last year. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So I was out here this morning um, discussing um, uh, tenants' evictions that are happening across the province um, with this COVID-19 pandemic going on. And um, last spring, when we had the uh, first initial lockdown, um, Lots of people out of work during that time. The government suspended um, eviction notices. Um, the government, you know, asked people to, you know, talk to your landlords, pay as much rent as you can. They even went as far as, you know, don't pay any rent right now work things out with your landlord. So what we're seeing here today is the backlog of tenant evictions. And these are online evictions that's raising the alarm here in Ontario, Canada. You know, and this is, you know, um, tenant after tenant addressing the virtual meeting, describing how COVID has wrecked and has wreaked havoc on their lives and finances over the last year. You know, a person in, in uh, you know, Toronto is the major city here in Ontario. Toronto is the capital 
of Ontario. You know, big corporate offices are all there. Most of the main, uh, manufacturing jobs are there. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of restaurants and small business. Obviously, um, people, you know, making minimum wage. You know, and of course, when this pandemic hit last spring um, and the lockdown began, millions of people out of work. You know, the government put in uh, benefits to help, like the emergency recovery benefit of $2,000 a month for that, for that period, for, for the initial lockdown. Um, the Ontario government uh, suspending um, all evictions. And um, here we are, you know, facing a backlog in the, uh, the tenant tribunal courts, only going virtual or going online. Now, the problem with that is, is that people and there are people out there that do, that do not have access to the internet. They don't own a laptop. They don't own a computer. And these evictions are going ahead without them being present and, and without them able to state their case. Now, this person who, who uh, is from Toronto, you know, is talking about, you know, being able to keep up with the bills after losing work. Well, that's true, right? You know, some people don't even have a cell phone, you know, to, to be able to, you know, Deal with this situation in in the uh, rental tribunal. So she she worked in the restaurant industry. There was a gentleman uh, uh, behind on rent payments. He said he he was staying in touch with his landlord about his financial situ uh, situation after being laid off. It's COVID, right? It's this pandemic. You know, generally people. You know, without this pandemic going on, um, you know, they're able to pay their bills. They're able to keep up with their rent. You know, this second um, lockdown here in Ontario, you know, isn't helping matters. You know, people struggle. Said he appealed to the landlord and tenant board member on uh, during the uh, December 18th block of hearings, all which involved non-payment of rent. Similar scenes playing out over the last several weeks have raised concern among Ontario advocates to say that to say the pickup of evictions in this pandemic second wave coincides with a shift. Online-only hearings that stack the deck against the tenants. These are people 
showing no mercy. This person is an advocate of Center for Tenants Ontario, said in a recent interview, they're expected to pay and pay now or get out. This director in advocacy and legal services said it's absurd to evict people during a health crisis and it has left many unable to pay rent due to loss of income. Now, people who own property, I understand the bills have to be paid, mortgages have to be paid. Well, they do have the they do have the they do reserve the right to evict under under normal circumstances, and here we are not in normal circumstances. And they and they should behave um, uh, humanity, absolutely. Um, they have bills to pay as well, but in a time of crisis, you know, this is where the government needs to come in. And, and step things up and um, offer financial assistance to landlords as well. Right? Give the landlord so much of the rent money and the tenant pay the rest of it. You know, and now they did this with businesses over last year. And um, some businesses out there didn't apply, you know, for, for some rent, uh, rent relief. Same with uh, owners of properties for residential, you know. Um, they went to, you know, uh, to help and assist, you know, their tenants. You know, but, you know, it's bad enough in normal times for people to lose their homes and to be treated unfairly in administrative proceedings, but it can be life or death in this kind of situ situation we're in now. Evictions were suspended until late summer, just this past summer. And the Landlord and Tenant Board is now working through a backlog of cases that observers say um, predated the pandemic and has grown this year as more people lose their income. If I was, if I was that person, and if I were in that uh, um, situation, you know, and I was in that situation in order to help the tenant, you know, I would certainly do my best to accommodate them, right? The problem here is, is that, you know, um, let's say you, you say to the tenant, say, look, you know, I understand your situation. You know, how about you pay half the rent? Right, you come to this agreement. But at the end of the day, there's still gonna be half the rent in arrears. So when do you collect that? You know, we weren't looking at a second lockdown last summer 
as we are in a second lockdown here in Ontario. But even though as the lockdowns were lifted last spring, people didn't go back to work full time, you know, especially in, in the restaurant business. They only went back to work part time. So, no, it's not, you know, and, and this is what this article is talking about, right? And, and these people who advocate on the behalf of tenants, you know? So, like I said, the, ev the evictions were suspended until late last summer and the landlord, like they're going through this backlog of cases right now so the Tribunal Ontario doesn't keep track of evictions, but according to the ACTO, the board heard more than 7,000 cases in November. 96% of those were filed by a landlord against a tenant. And as December 14th, 4,596 hearings were scheduled for the month. So for the month of December, 4,597 cases were scheduled this month. He says the shift to online only hearings model has made it harder for tenants to present their circumstances or access legal advice, inclu including the ACTO's duty council program. Lawyers must now introduce themselves to tenants in the virtual session in front of all other participants and both need to exit the meeting to speak privately. He goes on to say that such introductions don't always run smoothly, with lawyers are entering chaotic hearing situations where they struggle to make themselves heard. Now, in the best of times, when people are have to go to the landlord and tenants tribunal. You know, land, landlords are 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 really willing to work with you. If you have a good plan in order to bring forward to the courts, the landlords will be more than happy to hear it and the landlords will be more than happy to accommodate. But in this situation, you know, people are behind two, three, four months of rent due to being, being laid off because of COVID-19. Now, there's, there's also concern about changes under the Bill 184, which became law in the summertime. It allows landlords to offer repayment agreements without appearing before the landlord and tenant board. So some tenants are signing on this potentially unreasonable repayment terms without fully understanding their rights. Because you gotta remember, tenants do have rights, not just the landlords. That's why it's called the landlord's tenant board. A group of Ontario legal clinics, including the ACTO, wrote to uh, Tribunals Ontario in October with proposed guidelines for um, 
um, ad, um, adjudicators considering eviction cases during the pandemic, including the public health risk and the pressures on people's finances. He says the group has not received a response as of mid-December. Well, I don't know why they haven't had a response back already. So the progressive conservative government here in Ontario has not yet acted on an opposition's motion supporting a freeze on evictions that passed anonymously this month, days before the legislative assembly adjourned until February. So we have the eviction freeze in order, but it hasn't been passed. Now this uh, uh, new Democratic uh, Party MPP here in Ontario who introduced the, the motion said the online hearing format isn't accessible for people with visual impairments or those who don't have stable internet access among other challenges and that she's deeply concerned that there are human right violations here as well. People have the right to be heard, whether it's in the rental tribunal or any sort of court, people have the right to be heard. People have the right to bring their case forward. And my opinion is that these evictions, these online, meetings should not be going forward. Yes, there'll be at, at one point in time, there will be a, a, a larger backlog, but this also gives the tenant time to seek social services that they can get access to, such as the the uh, the rent bank, where they'll be able to apply for for assistance in paying their rent, getting their rent back up to date. And it's not just people who lost their jobs that are facing evictions. Neither it's people who are on social services, people who are on disabilities. You know, back last spring, when the emergency recovery benefit was being offered by the government, people on social assistance or disability benefits applied for that um, emergency recovery benefit when they were not entitled to receive it. It was meant for people who lost their jobs. So they find themselves in a, a, a situation where they have been cut off of their benefits or they've had their benefits reduced. So, you know, it puts them in a situation where, you know, they're unable to pay their rent. They have no income coming in. 
Now, as a statement from uh, from the Ontario um, government, uh, Doug Ford office, he's the premier, this month said that the government is continuing to explore ways to further support Ontarians during this difficult time. Tribunals Ontario, meanwhile, said it's pursuing a digital first strategy to meet the diverse needs of Ontarians and enhance the quality of our dispute resolution services. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast for those who are coming on here. Um, talking about um, uh, the Ontario Tribunal, Rental Tribunal, that um, right now is working through backlogs of um, tenants evictions from last spring. So it said requests for in-person hearings would be considered on a case-by-case basis to ensure people are accommodated under the Human Rights Code. As of mid-December, Tribunals Ontario has not confirmed any in-person hearings um, that had been approved. So how hard are they working on this? To get case by case, you know, here are so many cases in person per day to give the tenants their say, their right to be heard. You know, because potentially these people have have arrangements that can be met. And yet, if you don't have access to the internet or any means of being involved in your case, then that case should not be heard until you can be heard, whether it's in person or whether it's online. Because even right now with the shutdown going on here in Ontario, libraries are closed. Libraries allow you access to compute to, uh, to the internet, they have computers. With this lockdown, you cannot go to a library. During this lockdown, we're not even supposed to be going to other people's households because they may have a friend who has a computer. And we're not even supposed to be going to be doing that. Another organizer with People's Defense Toronto said the online hearings have been a double-edged sword in the eviction process as allies can now tune in and support their neighbors. Goes on to say that the crisis has exposed long-standing issues renters face in the city and has motivated tenants to organize in larger numbers than he's ever seen before. What has been shifting to tenants are now standing up. Another tenant organizer with Keep Your Rent Toronto said his group and others have called for rent relief that goes beyond the moratorium on evictions, arguing that simply pausing evictions would leave uh, leave cases to pile up. And that's obviously what's going to happen. Now, these tenant organizers, you know, with this one particular one um, during the last lockdown, the initial lockdown in the spring, 
um, was advocating to to tenants to to keep your rent during that time. Now, then at that time, those you know, those people that did hold the rent back should have banked that in order to bring the rent back up to date. Apply for the emergency re recovery benefit if you are eligible to apply for that, and most Canadians were. Holding back the rent, you know, I don't think was, you know, a really good call. You know, holding back some of it potentially. Talking to your landlord, say, look, you know, I can pay half. But like I said, that other half would have to be paid up at some point in time. Um, the article goes on to say that, you know, we knew that this, uh, the moratorium at the beginning of the COVID crisis would actually just produce an eviction blitz midway through the crisis, which is what we're seeing now. Rents have long been unaffordable in, in Ontario's largest city. The largest city in, here in Ontario is Toronto. It's the capital of Ontario. The rents in Ontario, I don't know how people can afford to live there. I really don't know. You know, people who work in the restaurant industries and for small business and all those like that, making minimum wage, You know, I don't know how they can afford their rent in that city. You know, one bedroom in Toronto is going to be $1,800 or more a month just for a one bedroom. It's absolutely ludicrous in that city. This gentleman um, says that the pressure needs to be applied to landlords and governments to address this housing crisis affecting working class tenants during the pandemic and beyond. I don't think it's going to be the same. The question is whether or not it will be worse or slightly better. Well, here we are in a second lockdown. Here we are with these same people facing this crisis of being evicted are once again laid off. Yes, money is available. There isn't going to be when they apply for their um, for their um, unemployment insurance or employment insurance. There's not going to be any wait time. They'll be able to get their money right away. And it is the $500 a week, so it still is the $2,000 a month. That hasn't stopped since last since the last lockdown. People who went back to work only to find themselves back in part time were still be were, were still able to um, apply for um, employment insurance. 
that would just you know help cap you off for the month and you just you know fill out your your information on our revenue canada sites for unemployment insurance and you put in your amounts and your dates when you worked and, and this and that and the next thing and you still get your money how long this lockdown here in ontario is going to last i don't know because uh, the city of Toronto in the Peel region surrounding that's that the city of Toronto back on the 21st of December that was the end of their 28-day lockdown but only to be extended for another 28 days this lockdown here in southern part of Ontario will last until the 28th of January the northern part of Ontario is only a 14-day lockdown, and the eastern part of Ontario is a 14-day lockdown, only because they have a, a lot lower cases of COVID. But I think if you're going to do a lockdown, that it should have been equal right across the board. But these people now, you know, who already are facing this situation of potentially being evicted from their homes. This is where the, the Ford government, you know, um, needs to put in place that landlords can apply for 50% of their rent and the tenant pay the other half. To have virtual hearings at the tribunal is absolutely absurd it doesn't give the people the opportunity to defend themselves and for those who do not have access to the internet you know is is really unfair because tenants do have rights there was another article here on this one here. You know, I, I get it that, you know, landlords have bills to pay too. I do, I get that. You know, they rely, they 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 rely on the rent that that pays the mortgage on that property. I get that. This um, this article here, uh, this one actually came out on on December the fifth. Um, tenants call on landlords in the province to step up and offer rent relief programs. So we know there's going to be more lockdowns. And we know more business are going to close. People are going to lose their jobs. And a lot of people are taking a hit this year financially. I don't think landlords should be exempt from that to this Parkdale residence who also is taking part in, in, in this 
and to protect tenants. We need landlords to step up and forgive some rent. We need governments to step in and pay some rent or even declare a rent holiday for the course of the winter and bail out landlords that need it on a means-tested basis. The ongoing dispute has led some solidarity um, withholding their rent payments in support of those who are behind on rent because of the mounting struggles. So we have organizations, people who organize these things, standing behind people and supporting people who can't pay the rent. And these people who can are withholding their rent in solidarity to help. I don't know if that's helping or not, but, you know, whereas we do, we need the government to step up, you know, to get these programs out and rolling. You know, right now, um, tenants have a responsibility to sort out the immediate situation we are in. Tenants and organizers, this is why we are calling on the Met Corp. This is a person who is, they, they manage, they're, 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 they're a managed company um, who collects, you know, the rent on behalf of the um, owner or the landlord. Tenants have come to the table with potential solutions, including one from the Federation of Rental Housing provides um, of Ontario, the organization is suggesting provincial government ex accept the propo uh, proposal that would see tenants pay 50% of their arrears in exchange for a taxpayer-funded landlord bailout of 25%. In a statement, the province stated that the Ford government has launched a 510 million social services relief fund. Municipalities and the indigenous program partners have been using this flexible funding to expand local rent and utility banks create long-term housing solutions, and provide immediate assistance to our most vulnerable. So they're talking about in, part, in partnership with the federal government, we also launched the Canada-Ontario Housing Benefit, which has provided direct rent assistance payments to over 5,200 households to date with more families receiving approvals every day. This is a portable benefit that tenants can use in any type of housing anywhere in the province. In addition, we have passed the Protecting Tenants in, in Strengthening Community Housing Act, which requires the Landlord-Tenant Board to consider whether landlords attempted to negotiate repayment plans with the tenants before resorting to eviction. Right? So if the landlord had negotiated a repayment plan, 
with the tenant and then the tenant didn't follow through, then the landlord would have a legit reason to evict you. Many Canadians have had to rely on the Canadian emergency response benefits to help make ends meet, but financial advisors caution about the relying on such a cash flow as it could easily dry up. Well, the government has extended, you know, um, emergency um, funding to families all across Canada, all the way up through to next summer. Which were, you know, coming to be only six months away. There's a real risk that we're going to see potentially a record high eviction, also a record high insolvencies. We know that insolvencies have been uh, depressed, and we know that at some point those are going to have to be pushed through the system and there's just a fear that there will be a tidal wave as opposed to an organized and gradual approach to getting people off of these income supports, which means that we have to get out of this pandemic in order to get people back to full-time work. So, you know, the infections are exclusively governed by the, the, by, by the uh, provincial law. In the emergency, the province has, has been right to declare should extend to halting of residential evictions for the, dur for the duration of the broad public health restrictions. He's a spokesperson for the mayor of Toronto. This should also include cooperation from landlords who, who should be offering temporary relief to all tenants experiencing financial hardship due to the pandemic. Okay, so what happens to the arrears? At some point in time, the landlord will want that money. Tenants say they want elected officials to understand the daily financial strain they're under. The government does understand the financial strain that you're under. This is nobody's fault. This is not a fault of their own that they're in this, this, this crisis. These tenants are in these crises potentially facing eviction. They've lived paycheck to paycheck. They didn't have savings for six to seven months for down the road for, for um, emergencies such as pandemics. They made enough to, to buy their groceries, pay their pay their bills and pay their rent and nothing left over.
so when we lose our jobs, you know, besides losing our jobs over a pandemic, they lose their jobs and they go on EI, which is not very much, you know, and, and, and you know, it just goes on and on. The cost of living keeps going up. Minimum wage is still down. It's $14 an hour here in Ontario, which the last government of the provincial government was going to have it go up to $15 an hour. This new government stepped in and froze that. What is a reasonable wage for people to, to survive? Should it be going uh, through uh, different areas of, of cost of living? Toronto is the most expensive place to live in Ontario. So should that minimum wage be over $20 an hour? Here in the city of London, it's not as expensive to live here than it is in Toronto. So should the minimum wage be $19 an hour? We'll have to see how this works out, you know, for these tenants. And I think that all hearings at this point in time should not be heard. The government, the landlords, and the tenants need to work on a solution that works for everybody. And that if these monies are offered to the landlords, of 50% of the rent, they should accept it. And the tenant pays the other half. I think it goes without saying that, you know, it would be a great gesture by all who's involved and to sort this out. We have uh, enough to deal with on our plates as it is. We have homeless all across this country. For decades, we've had homeless problems and we don't need to be adding to it in the midst of a pandemic. I think that this situation uh, 
will come to uh, a reasonable outcome for both tenants and landlords. But the government really needs to step in and do their part as well. You know, because the government actually has been doing, you know, a pretty good job so far during this pandemic with with uh, financial assistance. Being there for all Canadians. And this is no exception to the rule that they be here for these tenants. And that the social services that they have access to to be provided the supports they need from the government in order to help these people. So I guess we'll see, you know, after this Christmas break that we're on this lockdown that we're going through until the 28th of January. And uh, hopefully, you know, when I discuss this at a later date, that, you know, the outcome is brighter for everybody. So there, you know, this story, you know, is not over. And it may not be over for some time. So I thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming out here and joining me on the Truckers Podcast. I will be back out this evening at... I think 8 p.m. would be a good time to come back out here. And of course, there's just a highway of information out there to discuss plenty of topics. And you're always welcome to join in the conversation. You're always welcome to use the call-ins send me a message. I am paying attention to to both screens. So hopefully you can join me tonight at 8 p.m. A topic will be put up shortly after I end this show. So hopefully you can you can join me. And uh, again thank you for coming out here. To all my listeners, my followers, and my guests, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And thank you to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, 
our paramedics, our police, and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hopefully you can join me tonight. And thank you.